Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Daryl Kalavig, CIO at Riverwood Healthcare Center. In this segment, Kalavig talks about what it means to be located in an underserved telecom area, why it's recruiting and retention that has been the bigger challenge, and what he loves about being in a small organization. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvada.com. I imagine you have a portal set up or looking to do that? Yeah, we've had a portal. Uh, the EPIC portal is, uh, we've gotten some extremely good comments from that. We're, we get fairly good utilization of it, but Aitken County in Minnesota is what's termed one of the most underserved telecommunications uh, counties in the U.S. So uh, we have a lot of rock and stuff, so it's hard to, to build infrastructure within the area here in northern Minnesota. So that's just, uh, that's just an ongoing challenge as far as getting, making sure that people can access Right, system. right. Okay. And is that something that, that goes through, through government uh, as far as, you know, getting the infrastructure in there? There are telecommunication grants that are provided by the federal government as well as the state of Minnesota mm -hmm. to help build out that infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I would say there probably aren't enough dollars available uh, and it does take time to build out that infrastructure too. Yeah. So when we talk about telecommunications here in Aitken, Minnesota, you know, I really only have one local, actually two local vendors that I can go to, one being Charter Business and the other being CenturyLink. They're the only ones providing service and we utilize Charter quite a bit for our telecom data circuits that we have. CenturyLink, for example, is a little bit different because they can't provide uh, IP services to us very effectively. Uh, it's all copper-based at this point, no fiber. So we're really throttled from that perspective, and we're kind of waiting for a couple of these other vendors that are in the area to bring in fiber and build out the fiber infrastructure within our area much more than what's available to us now. That really does present a challenge when you're talking about uh, engaging with patients, and I think it's one of the, the reasons why people get frustrated with, uh, with, with requirements that, uh, you know, don't take into account the, the fact that, that all areas are not equal as far as, yeah, like, wireless. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and you just, uh, you had mentioned a bit ago about being able to recruit and, and hold on to staff, and um, I'm sure, you know, as you said, that's something that that's also a, a challenge. And, and how, how is your organization kind of working to hold on to people or, or to, to, to recruit them um, when you have uh, competition in the area? Well, that goes along with pretty much any position within our organization, whether we're trying to recruit uh, physicians, IT staff, RNs, 
a lot of the RNs, for example, that we have were born and raised in Aitken, so they come back. Yeah. Um, but to try and recruit IT positions, uh, for example, uh, before I before I came to Riverwood, the position was open for a year and a half, and I've been trying to advertise for a network. Uh, server engineer for a year and a half and I over that entire time I've only gotten four applicants uh, none of which were really qualified so it is a tough uh, game out here in northern Minnesota and the rural areas to be able to recruit IT talent um, and then to get them to stay and the stain is pretty, actually pretty good for us. Our, mm-hmm. I believe our turnover rate is below 3% uh, for the entire facility. Uh, Riverwood is an, an excellent place to work, but it's getting them in the door that's the problem. We can keep them, but it's getting them in the door that's the issue. Yeah. They, they just don't think the area has some of the things that uh, they offer. They need to love fishing and hunting, I guess. Uh, So you got to almost kind of look for those kind of people to try and fill these jobs. Right. And you said that when um, the job had been open for for quite a while, when you, before you accepted. Yes. So what what made you want to come to this, uh, this organization? Well, I've... I've been in healthcare since 1983, and I had 10 years of IT experience prior to going into healthcare side of it. I've worked in medium-sized organizations uh, to large. I uh, spent some time out at Stanford University Medical Center, about a year out there only, uh, and then I worked. Uh, nine and a half years with Mayo Clinic Health System uh, out of south, southeastern Minnesota. My home is in, actually in Duluth, Minnesota, so I've been working away from home uh, for 16 years now. Uh, Aitken is only 85 miles away from my hometown, and that's one of the things that really appealed to me is a lot less driving and then once I got here, uh, I was pretty much sold on the organization, and uh, it's been a great place to work. And I'm sure that that's an interesting perspective, um, being at somewhere like like uh, that that was part of Mayo, which is you know obviously uh, such a well-known organization, large organization, and and going to to a smaller organization, I'm sure um, you, you have some perspective coming in. Yeah, I do. Um, I really enjoy the smaller organizations because they're really very family-oriented. I can't say that I know the name of every person at Riverwood yet, but you know, I've seen their seen their face. I know where they work, but I might not have their first name right. But you know, and that's. That's part of what I like in regard to a small organization and getting to know and 
pretty much all of the staff members within the organization. Um, you know, it helps know and understand how the organization works and what it takes to keep it ticking well, I think. Yeah. And do you find that, that being a CIO at a smaller organization, you do have to um, wear more hats or just kind of be, be involved in some of the areas that you might not otherwise have as much involvement in? Um, you have to wear a lot of hats. You know, I personally do most of our phone system administration. You know, I handle all of our fax machines, and typically you wouldn't see a CIO doing that. Uh, in a medium to large scale organization, right. so yeah. yes, uh, you know it's it's very hands on. Uh, that's part of what makes the job interesting too. So and have the ability to touch so much more stuff and be so much more involved in, for example, some of the clinical technology areas like radiology and pharmacy and uh, you get much closer to the day-to-day activities in those departments than in larger organizations. So you really learn and understand a lot more of the day-to-day business within those areas. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And um, you you talked about uh, with the staff that that the people you do have, it, retaining is not the, the, the difficult part, which is the good news. And do you find that you'll kind of almost like identify people and start grooming them for a certain role really more so just because uh, you know that it, it is harder to get outside people? Uh, yes, that, uh, that does happen quite a bit here mm-hmm. where, you know, there are individuals where we encourage them to pursue, for example, maybe an RN license. And what I'm going to do with this open position that I have is essentially take one of my desktop uh, technician staff and send them to school, essentially, to be a server network engineer. Yeah, so that's where it's definitely it comes in handy having you know more of a knowledge of, of the staff and maybe knowing people better than than you might at, at a larger organization yes very true very true okay all right well I think that 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 covers what I wanted to talk about so unless you didn't have anything else um, I think this really gives a, a great uh, view of of what you're working on and uh, you know some more insights into critical access hospitals and, and the challenges you deal with, and I think that this will be really uh, useful for our readers and listeners. All right. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much for your oh. time. Um, I appreciate it. Oh, sure. No problem. All right. It, and, was, it was interesting. Good. So I will, uh, I'll be in touch, and, and I'd like to hopefully catch up a bit down the road to see how things are, are going uh, once you've had a little more time with, with the new system and everything. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Okay, Daryl, thanks so much, and uh, I'll be in touch with you soon. All right, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.